Jasmine. And I'm Tracy. Welcome Welcome to the Happy Place Podcast. We're coming to you with conversations about mental health and self-care. Join us as we learn how to better take care of our minds. Just a disclaimer, we are not health professionals. We are merely a mother and a daughter on our own mental health journey, and we are sharing with you what we have learned. This episode, we talk about what it's like to be a new parent. Hi, everyone. Um, So I have little baby Lennon here with me. <laughs> We're going to do a quick little intro. I'm just going to keep this one nice and short because it's a pretty long episode. Uh, we decided this week to interview Sage. Sage is one or was one of our teachers at the Happy Place Lifestyle Studio when it was open. And she was actually kind of a rock for me. Um, she, there were quite a few rocks actually, multiple teachers at the uh, Lifestyle Studio that were very supportive of me going into being a new mom. And Sage was one of those people. And so we were going to discuss this last week as our podcast. And I, my mom told me that it would be best to talk to somebody who was a new mom so that I could relate. And I'm so glad she did because. I think I really, really needed this conversation. So I hope that those of you who are new moms or those of you who are thinking about being new moms or if you're just curious to know what it's like or want to relate with somebody, I hope that this is a good episode for you and we're going to get right to it. You say hi, Lennon. Say hi. (laughs) Okay, here we go. talk about I don't even know what you're talking about so (laughs) what's that up what's that called that's just gonna be the fun like yeah you get to learn new things and we get to learn new things it'll be great just in time for the podcast she's good at that I was borderline debating like bringing Everett and I was like oh Oh, no (laughs) I was leaving it open because I'm like I'll let her decide because you know how your kid is how old is he now He's one and a half. <laughs> I'm going to say one Why and a half until that? he's two. Because oh. he, he turns two in March. So tell me, like, what was it like for you? Because Everett's your first. Yeah. Right? So you only have one. Yes. What was it like for you, like, from me, like, trying to learn from somebody who is a recent mom? What was yeah. it like for you to transition from not having a child to, oh, I have this person that I have to take care of now? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do know. So there is, like, they always talk about right after you have the baby, you have this three, six weeks, maybe it's a couple months of total rest. Some yeah. people are like, don't even get out of bed. That's <laughs> not me, but, like, the period of rest. Right. And I think, like, I took that pretty seriously. So I was like, cool, like, it's just me and my baby, and we only have one, so I just hung out with him. Yeah. And then when he turned, like, three months, it's kind of when I started feeling better, and I think that's kind of when my transition to, like, finding myself as, With, like... In a, being a mother. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I can, can't do, what I still want to do. Yeah. What I'm... What I can give up. Yeah. Like, what's not worth keeping around anymore. Mm-hmm. It was, like, around then. It's when it kind of, like, changed. When I changed. Yeah. Did you... Did you have, like... Did you have a steady job beforehand? Like, and then... As I'm so I'm going through let me explain what I'm going through right yes. now. So I'm kind of transitioning from obviously the studio is closed. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to figure out like what do I do with my life? You know, like 
I had this, I've always been a steady job person. I've always had like a nine to five kind of a deal. And then I went from that to the studio to now I am a stay at home mom and I just like don't know what to do with my time and myself and like yeah. figuring that out. So what was that, what was that process like for you? Like figuring out what to do with your time, yeah. I guess. No, totally. <laughs> That's a loaded question, but. No, I absolutely understand. So before I had Everett, mm -hmm. I worked in the element, in elementary school okay. as a special ed technician. Uh-huh. And so I had finished out that whole year and it was like summer break and that's when I found out I was pregnant. So I just okay. didn't go back. Go back. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I had Everett, I was, cause that was like what I was going to do. I was like, I'm just going to be a mom. Yeah. Like that's all I'm going to be. <laughs> and I think that being a mom isn't, is enough. And that's like totally what people want. Yeah. Some people want to be a mom. Yeah. Like, and I'm behind them. Yes. But I, for me after just being a mom for that three months I was like I feel like I'm losing myself Ugh. a little bit and not like I had this like existential crisis moment like yeah. I don't know who I am maybe I did mm -hmm. anyways <laughs> <laughs> I probably to some extent yeah. um and I was like do you know what? I'm just gonna do what feels right yeah. and eventually I did my yoga teacher training not because I was so set on being a yoga teacher right. but I was like I think I need to take a step towards something that feels good yeah. outside of being a mom and a wife and my house. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I, this is such an important conversation because I think that there's a lot of people that have that idea and that intention of I'm going to be a stay at home mom. Either yeah. their parents were stay at home moms and they recognize it or their parents weren't stay at home moms and they want to be. But anyways, I just think that sometimes we get this idea. I want to be a stay at home mom. And then we are, and then all of a sudden we start to go through those feelings of I feel unfulfilled, but I feel guilty for feeling unfulfilled because I yeah. know my child's the most important thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So there's that guilt with, I feel like I should enjoy this and be totally fulfilled by this, but I'm not. And so there's something wrong with me that I'm not. Yeah. And that there is a balance with that. It's okay to want to be a good mom, but also want to have your own interests and find yeah. something outside of that too. And I feel like when you're on one side or the other, and maybe like you have been on both sides, you feel like what either of you feel like what I'm doing is exactly the right way or it's like <laughs> the other side is wrong. Yeah. But, so you feel bad for being like, I am a stay at home mom and it's what I've always wanted. And then being like, okay, actually I want to go to the other side, but I feel bad. Yeah. Or if you are full time and you're like, all I want to do is just be a mom. Yeah. It's the whole, it's just a roundabout thing. And there's so many people out there with so many opinions. It's hard to even be like, yeah. Well, that's this because there isn't. That's, okay. that's yeah. because there isn't a right or wrong. We live in a world that thinks that if there's a right, there must be a wrong, or it has. It's black and white, or there's two different sides, and yeah. that's not true. We live in a world that's fluid, and that everything can be right, and yeah. it can be different for everyone, and that some people are a better parent if they're not a stay-at-home parent, and some people are a better parent if they are, and some people, mm. you know, it just it looks so different for everybody. And yeah. there isn't a right or wrong way. And I think that it's kind of like the seasons are changing too. Yeah. So like maybe you are full-time for a little while and then yeah. you're a mom for a little while. Like stay-at-home mom full-time for a while. Yeah. Maybe you're part-time for a minute and I think it's like it's yeah. okay Yeah. Yeah. if you're changing. Because I feel like I have been off and on with very part-time. I don't think I've ever done very well with full-time work. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's how I am too. So. This is actually absolutely perfect because that's that's exactly how I feel too. Like I, full-time, I've always had a full-time nine-to-five, but I've 
been miserable doing it, you know? Yeah. And so I knew I needed to do something different, which is why we opened the studio. And then now I'm like, okay, well, I don't want a full-time job because I know that doesn't make me happy. And now I have a baby to take care of. Mm-hmm. But I also, I'm going through those emotions of, okay, I don't want to just be, like, I want multiple things. I want to contribute, like, financially to our household, you know, because my husband's making all the money. And, like, that has been a really difficult thing for me. Like, I didn't realize that, like, I like I like making money. I like feeling like I'm contributing financially. And, like, everyone's yeah. like, no, you're contributing by being a mom. And, like, she's the most important thing. And so, like it's your money and all these things. But I'm like, I, yes, I get that. I understand that. But for me, I like, I want to feel like I am making a difference financially, which might seem weird, but like, I don't know. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I I feel like I'm contributing in a way that feels good for me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whether Mm -hmm. that's financially or just my mental health needs it or whatever, you know, like, And so I've been going through this, like, it's kind of like, I guess they call it baby blues. Like people put the label on it, baby blues, where I just feel like it's hard for me to stay home all day. And I like love being with my baby. She's amazing. She's really easy and awesome. But it's like hard for me to stay home and not have anything going on because it's like, that's how I used to define my success and that's how I used to define like when I was happy and when I was sad and is by what was going on in my life and so now just being at home and being cocooned and being with one person all day every day has been like really really difficult and I don't know like is that is that like something you experienced too I guess like yeah I totally yeah. I feel like you know, <laughs> I just I need pregnant. to feel that I'm normal <laughs> yes <laughs> You're normal. Well, in a good, unique, you're yourself. And these feelings are normal. Yeah. 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 It's... Uh... Did you have postpartum or baby blues or... Um, I actually thought I was going to have it quite a bit more than I did. Yeah. Because I've had depression in the past. Yeah. In high school, I did. We're like the same person. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly how... I know. It's because we're meant to be friends forever. Yes, it's whatever. Because I feel like we have so much <laughs> We do. Um, so, yeah. It was like that. And I feel like something that helped me a lot that Mm -hmm. I don't remember who told me Mm -hmm. or maybe I read it but it said or the person said you can grieve your past life like the life before having kids and I was like I don't need to do that because I don't feel like I'm missing it (laughs) but I think I was because it was like oh I really want to go do these things and it was like okay I could but it's a lot more work now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if it's worth giving that up. Yeah. Like, is it worth how he's going to feel, how much I'm going to have to take care of him to do whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was at the time. But. Yeah. And so I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to, like, let myself feel, like, remember all the good things that I could do alone before and just be sad about it for a minute. Yeah. And then, like, let it go and be like, okay, well, this is where we're at now. And be able to, like, recognize and give my past self what she deserved yeah and now I can have that space is freed up to feed like who I am now and like grow from here I love that I'm getting chills this is like the conversation I didn't know that I really needed well and I I haven't really been connecting with other moms I I know I know Jasmine and what she goes through and partly because 
I think that I kind of passed this down to her a little <laughs> bit, is that we have this constant feeling like no matter what we're doing, we should be doing something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's that constant nagging of, you know, but no matter what I'm doing, there's something that I should be doing that's more important. And so I think for Jasmine, the first month, she constantly felt like all I'm doing is sitting on the couch watching TV, nursing her all day. Yeah. And that makes me feel lazy. It makes me feel like I should be doing something different. And she had a friend that gave her some advice. Yeah. I had a friend, Camille, that said uh, the first two, she said the first two or three months, don't think about doing anything other than keeping yourself and your baby alive. That is literally your purpose for the first two to three months is to keep your baby alive. And whatever you have to do to make that happen, and then the dishes cannot get done, you don't have to do laundry, you don't have to do all these other things, you know, it's just keeping you and the baby alive. Well, and I'd say you were probably at two weeks already thinking, I need to figure out how I'm going to make money and what I'm going to do next. And I'm like, chill out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you go from like zero to a hundred really quick yeah and so you're like <laughs> like from not having a kid to having a kid and you're like that brain of i need to continue to do things is yeah. still going yeah at 100 miles an hour yeah, yeah. and so you have to learn how to be like, like how do I i'm gonna forward? step back for a sec well yeah. and i even love that you mentioned the beginning that for the first three months yeah you were just in that space i'm still yeah. that it was after that period three months time. and i'm like just i mean she's only two months in and she i mean in two weeks she was like oh what's next and i'm like just wait (laughs) you have the rest of your life for three months i think you guys can figure this out you know so yeah i agree i think it was so important i had a really good pregnancy and like support system Mm -hmm. and it wasn't during covid because covid's so hard i'm not sure i go to about swearing but covid's a bitch (laughs) you can whip it out whatever you want um because one of the biggest things that helped me was I found my doula. Yeah. And my doula had a gathering after, like, I think ever it was a month and a half, maybe yeah. two months. Yeah. And we, like, all got together with all these girls and we, like, talked about our feelings. We, like, planted plants together. Yeah. And it was, like, oh, it just felt so good. Yeah. And everyone kind of talked about their story and everyone is so different. And you're, like, oh, my gosh how I'm feeling is okay, even though it's not the same as everyone else. Yeah. And so I think that's what's been so hard for moms it's, right it's, now. I know. New moms community is so important. Yeah. And even like, I've even told, you know, Jasmine's kind of had it ingrained into her from a young age to not be a victim to things. You know, we yeah. talk a lot about not being a victim. Um, but I'm like, there's, a, there's times when it's okay to admit you're a little bit of a victim to something. So like, our, our studio. Yeah. We were, a, we were a victim to COVID. I mean, we did everything we could. We, the, and yeah, we couldn't stay in that victim of, oh, woe is me. But there's times when you are a little bit of victim. Right now, having a brand new baby during COVID when there's not a lot going on and not a lot of community to reach out it's to. very difficult. There is. Yeah. It's, you're a little bit of a victim to that. Well, and like, I've been kind of like, I don't know. I've been a little bit blaming myself about that because it's like, you you can find ways to connect to other moms like you can find ways to like you there's zoom there's this and there's that like there's possibilities and so i've been a little bit blaming myself but then at the same time it's like yeah i guess i do get to like give myself a little bit of credit you know yeah but it it's weird because when people say like oh you went through this that's so hard 
in the moment it didn't feel hard like it just felt yeah. like something you had to get through you're you just doing it you're just doing yeah. it you know what I mean like oh you were pregnant during COVID that's so hard and I'm like not like I don't feel like yeah maybe it was hard but yeah. I just did what I could do you know yeah. and so like I don't know well you don't know what what else there is like when you're in it yeah you know, you're just I mean, surviving. Maybe, maybe some people do, but <laughs> it's better than me. Yeah. Um, yeah, we live in a very different world right now. Yeah. Do you feel like now that so how old ever a year and a half? Yeah. Do you feel almost almost two? Almost two. When, when did you feel like you kind of got into the swing of this is my new normal? How long did it take you to just get into the swing of that? <sighs> I feel like I'm trying to remember exactly when boy this year. I mean, last year. So he's like one and a half. When I did my yoga teacher training, because his first birthday mm-hmm. was on March 8th, which was basically the week before COVID. COVID. Yeah. It was like, yeah. like freaked out. Yeah. And so. Yeah. It was March 11th when yeah. it all kind of came out on the news. Exactly. And so we had like his birth. I think we actually had. Yeah. We had it. A couple days, like a day or two before his birthday, even, and like I remember, like the day or two after, it was like things were getting all weird, yeah. and I was like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, thing we had a birthday party. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, because our friend was gonna have a birthday for their one-year-old the weekend after, which had to get canceled because COVID. Mm-hmm. Got it. And that's like kind of like when things started uh, yeah. snowballing. Yeah. Anyway, and we had to cancel our trip, and I remember that being like, oh so hard because I had this like big fun trip planned like our first big family trip and I've never planned anything so adventurous together for my family and I was so excited yeah and like that stage of being a mom I felt like oh like I have my shits together yeah you know what I mean yeah for like a minute like for that moment I was like wow I had a birthday party for my one-year-old, and I'm taking them on vacation. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah. But then, like, COVID, and <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. And then I felt really bad, because mm. I was like, I can't do this, and I can't do that. Yeah. And that's when I did... And so I feel like with motherhood, I mean, honestly, even if COVID wasn't a thing, I feel like there still will be ebbs and flows. Yeah. For sure. And I think, as far as, like, the timeline, whenever it... When he was one, I feel like I had things like, okay, yeah. we have things kind of under control. And that's when I, after COVID, had kind mm-hmm. of chilled for a second. And things were not like relatively normal, but yeah. you could go outside in a things mask and that was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. That's when I decided like, do you know what? I'm not going to stay in this what was me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I did my yoga teacher training and that was like brought me back up perfect it felt like pretty stable since then but I remember at three months and at six months and right around a year Mm -hmm. were like hard because he was having big stepping stone moments and it was really hard to adjust because I felt like we had just gotten into something (laughs) and so it was just like a wave and I think it's so different for everyone for sure and I think and it takes a lot of wisdom to know when to be still and and be okay with it like at two weeks obviously you weren't supposed to go do something you were supposed to just sit in it and be okay with it and go through that and then the wisdom to know okay I need to get out of this and I need to go do something and you chose to do yoga teacher training and that takes a lot of like intuition and wisdom to know which 
way to go with that. Mm-hmm. Do I need to just be okay and be still with this? Or is it time to take a step and yeah. move on? Yeah. I think that every new mom should... I mean, everyone's life is different, but I think that if you can and you have the option to to have a three-month period, and it doesn't have to be three months, but I think it's whatever works for you, but I think that you should plan a time to be like, this is going to be different, and we're just going to chill around the house, and I'm not going to feel bad about the dishes or what my (laughs) mom thinks or what the neighbor thinks or about how I feel about things. We're just, we're learning, and we're going to let it be like, a time of rest and your body needs to heal too like yeah. I don't think there's enough said for bodies healing <laughs> well, after birth <laughs> I even remember I think we went to the mall and I don't know how old she was a couple maybe she three she was probably four, four weeks. five weeks yeah. and and Jasmine had been pretty much taking it easy and felt good and wanted to get out of the house and we went to the mall and walked around with her in the stroller and she was like I after was, an hour or two was just done I couldn't sore yeah. and tired and exhausted like you don't realize what a toll birth does t- yeah takes on your body especially Absolutely. when you're just sitting around the house all day like you know, like you can pretty much get through a day. Like it would be tiring for me to get up and clean for a little while, you know, and mm-hmm. I would do that. And then I would sit down and be like, man, I'm like really tired, but I felt like I could be doing more because I was laying down. But then the second I got up to do something, it was like, oh, your body has been through something traumatic. You yeah. need to take it easy. <laughs> Dad, seriously. <laughs> what is the standard leave for maternity? Is it six weeks? Yeah, it's supposed to be standard. Like if you're in a job, it's about six weeks. It's so. just, it's interesting to hear that three months seems to be that number of, you kind of need that long, you know, mm-hmm. and can you imagine being in a position where at six weeks you have to get up and go and, yeah. you know, oh, so. I think it's a, what, Sweden or Switzerland or something? Yeah. Europe. I think moms get like a year. year? Yeah. And I think dads, do they get a year or do they, they get, get like three six, to months? six months? Yeah. 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 It's like yeah, Europe knows how to do things yeah. right. I'm no. telling you. Well, yeah, like France. When we went to France, people didn't get up to go to work until like nine or ten. We didn't hear cars on the road until like nine or ten mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah, they like, know how to do it right. Yeah, That's we're how. very busy. <laughs> busy, a busy people. Here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What I is think. that? Well, and I love. I mean, you know, one of the reasons Jazz and I even started this podcast is to just put out there what other people go through and realize that. Other that so that other people can realize their struggles are normal yeah, and they can relate yeah. with other people that have had struggles and and I just think if nothing else, just from a podcast like this to let it give a new mom some permission yeah. to yeah. just be okay, mm-hmm. to just chill and just to relax and take care of yourself and not feel pressure and not feel guilt. But Jasmine said she'd always heard of mom guilt before she was a mom and now she gets it. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know what mom guilt was. Now she gets it. We have a label yeah. on it. <laughs> label our guilt and you're like this is what it is yeah. i'm going to take it for face value yeah that's all i need with it yeah, yeah. oh that's, yes that's, okay so i have a couple more questions question a when you're in those low moments or those transition that transition period you talked about it like three months six months and i know you talked about like getting out for yoga teacher training and that was at a year but like what what were like the small things that you felt like helped you to to get up out of that, if you can remember, or get it. through it, yeah. yeah, or get through it, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think for me, I like to read, mm. and that's something I didn't enjoy for a long time. But 
I think in all of these books, I would just go to the library. Yeah. It wasn't anything like super special. Yeah. And they would give me so many ideas and they would maybe shoot me like 10, 20 ideas and I would just take a couple uh-huh. and they make me feel really good. Yeah. And one thing that helped a lot was being able to slow down. Yeah. Like, I remember reading about how to slow down a little bit and just, even just connecting with your breath, meditation. Yeah. And being like, okay. It's hard right now, and it's okay that it's hard. If I don't need to, I don't need to figure it out right now. Yeah. I just need to like breathe through this. Yeah. And it wouldn't be like a five minute thing, yeah. but you take the moments where you're like, okay, I just need to chill for a sec. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I think just appreciating like gratitude. Mm-hmm. I write down ten things every morning that I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. and just being like, okay. I have 10 things. Like, there literally are 10 things right now that I can think of that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I'm just going to be grateful for that right now. <laughs> and then, hopefully, <laughs> I can be grateful for something else tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then, the other thing I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit is, like, yeah, being a new mom, I've noticed I'm starting to get advice from other moms, like, how to do momhood. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, like... Always. Yeah, I wanted Everyone. to end. Yeah, I want to end with this because, like, I feel like we can talk about our experiences and what helped us and all that stuff. But there, there is advice, and then there is following your intuition. And like, yeah. I feel like you're someone who's really good at this. At like, you're, you're <laughs> I don't really even know what it is yet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> at like. N- Knowing how to follow your intuition, even when there's advice being given, like you, you're just doing you, yeah. and like, how, how do you do that, Sage? How do you like, how do you like reconcile and find the middle ground in between? All these people are giving me all this advice on how to be a mom, but I know that I'm going to follow my intuition, and my intuition says this. Yeah, you know. Oh, I feel like I've had to go through so much to get there. <laughs> Because I think, like, the first thing that started was when my husband and I got married. You know how they always, like, you have one piece of advice yep, and, like, yeah. whatever. They um, actually encourage it at the baby shower. Like, give us all your advice. Yeah. yeah. And my brother's advice was, like, the one that I remembered. Because his advice was, don't take anyone's advice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I wasn't expecting that. Interesting. Yeah. And I feel like that was the only one that, like, stuck with me because it was different. Yeah. And it wasn't about, like, denying everyone's advice. It's yeah. not like that. But there are so many different dynamics, different people's relationships. And, like, same thing with being a mom. Like, there's so many different kinds of people that parent different ways. And it's so hard to be like, this piece of advice yeah. is for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you can't just be like, all right, everyone hates a bunch of peanuts. Some people can't eat peanuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. you just are like, okay, like, I'll take it. And maybe I'll try it out, and then it'll work for me, and maybe it won't, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think a big part of, like, being able to listen to my intuition was, like, my whole faith transition. Because yeah. I was, like, I feel like I should... How I felt mm-hmm. was so different from what I was being told. Yeah. And so I think that was when I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, it really is, even if it's really hard. Yeah. I try to go with what I feel is best, yeah. even if other people don't agree with it. I mean, what I like to set every decision that I make with is, like, am I doing it with love? Or because of love? Yeah. That is, like, my ground rule. And that's kind of how, like, 
intuitive, like, motherly advice from so yeah. many people. And especially, like, how I said, I've talked about reading books. Mm-hmm. I've had to be, like... Because a lot of people are pushing their opinions, like, this is the end-all, be-all. You will literally you ruin parent, your kid yeah. if you don't do what I'm saying. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, not all the books yeah. are like that. But there is some where I'm like, this is intense stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so you're like, okay, do you know what? It's okay that it's not working for me. Yeah. It doesn't have to work for me. My kid is different from their kid. Yeah. My kid is literally different from every other person in the world. Yeah. And, like, so is everyone else's kids. Yeah. And so I think it's just, like, taking little pieces that you like and being okay to, like, even just, like, changing it. Like, yeah. you don't have to be, like, okay, I'm going to be the Montessori mom. <laughs> like that doesn't like that's not like it doesn't have to be like your label now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can do Montessori and then be like, do you know what? Like this isn't working for me. Or maybe you're like, this is it. This is working so well for us, mm-hmm. and it just stays that way. Well, and Gosh, even I like you, that. the fact that you brought up the Montessori makes me think of the reason we live in a world that has so many different types of schooling, so many different types of religions, so many different types of jobs, so many different types of interest and you know is because we're all so different yeah so how is there how could there be one way to raise a child Mm -hmm. when there are so many different types of people and I think that your guys's generation are actually better parents than we were because you guys have learned that there's different ways and there's not a right and a wrong way you know and I think we're in a society now that's getting away from this box of this is the right way to do everything and you're learning to listen more to your intuition and to your children listen to your children what they need and what they want and Mm -hmm. um you're always going to be a great parent if you really just check inside and and, well I shouldn't say always because not everybody has the best intentions but as long as you have the best intentions for your child your intuition is always going to be the right answer yeah you know so I well and the reason that I asked that question is because like even last night, like, there's always, there's social media, they give you a bunch of pamphlets when you leave the hospital, and, like, make sure you read this, and follow these guidelines, and do this, and do that, and I remember, like, right when I came home with Lennon, I remember, like, the breastfeeding thing was extremely difficult for me, because I was like, is she eating enough, is she not eating enough, and, like, she would eat when she wanted to eat, but then she would sleep for long periods of time, and I'm like, should I wake her up, or should I leave her, and the doctor's opinion was, oh, like, you need to be feeding her at this time and this time and this many hours in between. And I was so overwhelmed because like she was fine. She was getting, she was getting enough food, but I was stressing out about the amount of hours that had gone in between breastfeeding. And like, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But like every time we went to the hospital to weigh her, she's weighing just fine. Like she's the amount, like she's getting enough. She's getting what she needs. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is like knowing that my kid kind of is going to be able to tell me when to do things and when, like, what she she needs needs and when and how often. And, like, so every single time I see these Instagram posts, like, even last night about, like, I all of a sudden feel like I need to get her on a sleep schedule because all these moms at the period that I'm in, they're getting their kids on sleep schedules. And you were talking about the app that you have and – they're potty training their kid right now and yeah. but is it time for my kid to be on a sleep schedule or is she doing just fine where she's at and it's it's really difficult for me to know is it my intuition am I being lazy am I you know what I mean like there's all these feelings of like 
I don't like do I just not want to do it yet or should I be doing it or should I not be doing it and that's that's why I asked that question is because like your intuition has to play such a big role in your parenting because you just don't know what your kid's gonna need when and their intuition too yeah you know what I mean like what you're saying like she'll tell you yeah and like she will <laughs> I, I feel like that like presents itself more and more as like efforts gotten older mm-hmm. Like, they can tell you. Like, yeah. even though it's just crying, mm-hmm. or it's just, like, it's just, but, <laughs> like, they're doing something to tell you. Right. You know what I mean? And you just have to be there to pay attention and listen. Yeah. 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 That's what we tell Lennon. Like, you're such a good communicator. Because she <laughs> communicates everything, yeah. even though she can't yeah. talk. Like, yeah. you know yeah. if she's tired, if she's hungry, if she's... She's a great communicator. Mm-hmm. If you just pay attention to your child and listen to them, yep. they're great communicators. Yeah. I was watching a TV show a few weeks ago, and she was eating. And I didn't notice that she was, like, pushing on me. Like, she was done, you know? like But she was, like, trying to push yeah. away. And I was watching the TV show, and then all of a sudden she starts crying. And I look down and, like, oh, my gosh, she's crying. Why is she crying? And then I'm like, oh, she's been pushing on me. Like, she's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's been telling me for a She's been telling me. I just have to listen, you know? Yeah. And realize that she's, she is a communicator. She knows what mm-hmm. she needs. She knows what she wants. But I just have to pay attention to her. Yeah. You know? And I think, it's, like you are saying, part of it is... The other half is, like, us learning how to listen to yeah. them communicating. Because yeah. it's not, Mom, I think I'm finished. <laughs> it is, like, it's a it's little subtle. tiny push. Yeah. yeah. And you're not used to it. Like, if you told your mom, hey, Mom, I'm hungry. Like, let's go, I don't know, let's go to Taco Bell. Whatever like, your <laughs> yeah. thing is. Yeah. Like, you literally just go. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so hard to be, like, okay, from the very verbal and facial expression to, like, little things because I always thought I was going to have a really hard time with that mm-hmm. and there were times when I did have a hard time because I was like I don't understand yeah <laughs> and it can be really frustrating when you don't understand yeah I you know I always think of so I have a sister-in-law that started having kids the same time I started having kids but then kept having kids after I stopped so now all my kids were teenagers and her kids she had teenagers and little kids again and I always mm-hmm. think of how she t- would tell me the different type of parent she was from her teenagers to her little ones and how when her teenagers would be crying and whiny and kind of bugging her, she just like it was like, go away, quit bothering me, quit crying, go to your room. And when her little kids would cry, it was, do you need a hug? What do you need? She yeah. would really stop and like, what do you need? Why are you crying? There's a purpose for this, not just quit bugging me. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what I hear you guys saying. Yeah. It's, it's you just listening and being in tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many new moms have postpartum depression? Oh my gosh. Oh, statistics? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find have a little pamphlet it's like 80 percent or something like that like 80 80 to 90 percent yeah it's high <laughs> yeah i know i was like you know there's a lot and i feel like it's just uh, i feel like i still had a little mm-hmm. bit of it but i've had I, friends mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people that have like so hard yeah for them. yeah we were talking about like right after when we came home how like, the shaken baby syndrome and stuff like that, like, I always thought, oh my gosh, that's so terrible, how could anybody do that? And it's not like, not like I wanted to do that, but it was, you understand more why people do the things that they do, or why they're so upset, or why yeah. why postpartum depression is a thing, because it's a huge change, your body has all these hormones, you're tired because you're not sleeping, you're breastfeeding and your nipples hurt, and like, all of these things combined, and like, your uterus hurts, 
yeah. <laughs> when it's shrinking, you Your know. Your whole body is so like in the United States that. alone, approximately 70 to 80% of women will experience at a minimum the baby blues. Many of these women will experience the more severe condition of postpartum depression or related condition. The related re- rate of the reported rate of clinical postpartum depression among new mothers is between 20 or 10 to 20%. So they're saying that about 80% experience it, but only 10 to 20 get help, help for it. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see my source That's so we crazy. can quote yeah. that source. That was here. one thing that I really liked about the clinic that I went to mm-hmm. for my, like my midwife group mm-hmm. was they had everyone for like your four-week postpartum appointment. Yeah. You have to fill out like a postpartum depression survey. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so happy someone's doing this. Yep. Yeah, I had to fill out multiple postpartum depression sur- yeah. surveys as well. I'll list in the description down below some resources for you, some places where you can go get help. 10 to 20% of people getting help is too low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like it's too it's really scary. Yeah. I want everyone to get the help that they need. Well, and I, I want to share this just because I think it's, I think it's good for people to understand that everyone's human and normal. But um, well, Jasmine was talking about the baby shaken syndrome, shaken baby syndrome, mm-hmm. and the reason that was a discussion is because I could never fathom how anybody ever could hurt their baby. Mm-hmm. And then my youngest, um, I had a night, uh, several nights in a row, when he was newborn, that he just screamed the entire night. And by the third night that I had was up with him in the middle of the night with him just nonstop screaming and I couldn't like mm-hmm. calm him down. There was nothing I could do. I was functioning on no sleep because I had gone three nights with no sleep up with him all night. I got to a point where I felt like I could grab, I just wanted to shake him. Like I just mm-hmm. was so tired and overwhelmed and just frustrated that I wanted, I, I, I felt it coming. I felt like I was about to pick that baby up and start shaking that baby, and I went and woke my husband up, like, mm-hmm. you have to take him now or I'm going to hurt him. Yeah. And so it was the first time that I realized, like, even a parent that loves their child with the best intentions, if they let it get to this point, can hurt their child. Yeah. yeah. You know? You, no one so. can do it without help. Yeah. yeah. And then there's, like, that saying... Um, you know, the airplane thing is so cliche. But I love it with, like, all my... Yeah. I know! Put your so... own mask... Like, put your mask on first. Yep. And I... oh, I feel like I can't say that enough. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there's a point when you're literally putting your own mask on and then, like, ditching your kid. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you need to take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. That's so important. And yep. I feel like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to go out and do something yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and take care of yourself. It's okay. I was, I'm watching this show right now and there's a mom with two kids that's totally stressed out. And so the sister and her boyfriend take the kids for two days so that she can go have fun. And because she's like, Oh, it used to be so much fun. And so they take the two kids so that she can go have a day of fun and they go to drop the kids off. And they're like, so what'd you do fun today? And she goes, I took a five hour nap. <laughs> Self care. Oh my gosh. She did what needed it. Uh huh. Oh, so even oh if it's gosh. just having That's someone hilarious. babysit so you yeah. can get some sleep, you yeah. know. Oh my gosh. Oh, and your story about having a hard time with your kid. Uh huh. I feel like even though I didn't have like severe, there was definitely days like, or nights like you're saying where it was really hard. Yeah. yeah. And I felt so bad because even I think, because Max was working yeah. still, so he was in the office. Yeah. But I remember there was several times when I didn't even like, I just couldn't, I felt like I couldn't handle him. Any, like I couldn't mm-hmm. handle, not him, but like oh, yeah. the I've screaming too. Yeah. and 
I don't want you to touch my boobs anymore. Yes, like, that's what it was. <laughs> that, yeah. And I was like, I just, exactly. Yeah. I just need some space. And I felt so bad because there has been times when I'm like, I would rather you be safe crying in your crib or like your pack and play or yeah. your dog guitar or whatever mm-hmm. than like, I just would rather like have me. that. So I'm yeah. going to go take mm-hmm. some space yeah. and it's because I feel like that's like the dark yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one wants to say that. I yeah. feel like even just saying it, I'm like, oh, like, people no, no, are going to no, hear but this. it's so yeah. valid, though. Yeah. I, same thing. And it's in the middle of the night when no one else is around. Like, so the first, the first six to eight weeks, me and my husband slept in the living room on an air mattress so that I would have the TV because I, like, get really tired and I didn't want to fall asleep with her in my arms and, like, fall yeah. over her or something, you know? And so I would have the TV on. And there was multiple nights where it's that. It's like don't touch my boobs anymore. Like, I know you're hungry, you need to eat, but literally like the screaming and like, I can't, I need my space. And I would just sit and cry. And so I put her down in the dog tot and I would wake Wes up and like, please take her because Mm -hmm. I like, and it it isn't, it's this weird, like it can happen to anybody. It's this weird like shift where like in your brain, you don't, you almost like don't see them as your child anymore. You just feel what you feel. And it's like blinding you because everything you're feeling is so much and so overwhelming that it's almost like this shade drawn over your eyes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I think it's like, it's okay. And some people are going to be like, and I don't think, I don't know. There's so many opinions. (laughs) Babies crying. I mean, they obviously do it. But I think when it comes to like their safety is to like, do you know what? If you're really getting to that point, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. put them somewhere. Put them safe. in a safe place and let them cry so that you can go take a minute to so meditate. So that you can go in the corner and also cry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's probably what I was doing. Yes. And I also remember like the first week having so much anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I like could not fall asleep because I was like, what if he stops breathing? Oh yeah. Like it was the not breathing. I was like, if I am not constantly watching his chest go up and down, yeah. and I never thought I would care. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be the mom. I'm super chill. And like, I'm just, super chill. You guys just know that I bet you every single mother goes through that. Oh, and yeah. You, you yeah. have this tiny new fragile, and they seem so fragile when they're newborn. Like, mm-hmm. anything can kill them. Like, yeah. they just seem so oh, tiny yeah. and so fragile that that's so common. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I remember telling Jasmine, it will get to a point where you can walk away, where you yeah. don't feel like you have to stare at her every second yeah. to make sure she's breathing. I ever asked my mom, like, probably, like, six times over in, like, an hour, is it okay that, like, I left him for five minutes <laughs> to cry while I went and cried myself? Yeah. Like, yeah. or while I went and tried to meditate, but I actually hated it and just sat there stressed out. Yep. Yeah. I know. I like Until can't. someone else could kind of come yeah. in and be, like, the cushion of, like, oh, there's someone else here. Yeah. Yeah. No, meditating has been so hard for me because it, it is. It's, like... One eye closed, one eye open, making sure that she's okay, yes. you know, but I, I know I need to meditate, but I, like, I'm trying to be here silent, but all I can think about in my brain is, is she okay? Does she need anything? Is yeah. she, is she breathing? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. 100%. <sighs> So I love it. Well, Sage, thank you. Is there yes. anything you want to plug? I know you're doing tattoos and stuff now. Yeah. That like, was kind of like another part things. of my whole motherhood thing. Because yeah. I feel like the yoga and the tattoos mm-hmm. were very close to each other. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of things that felt good at the moment, which I am grateful for. Yeah. Because the yoga side and the teacher training mm-hmm. was really good for like me growing as like a person yeah. and understanding myself emotionally right. and spiritually a little bit more than before yeah especially as a new mom yeah and then 
I was watching this, like, not watching, but I would just see people do, like, these tattoo apprenticeships mm-hmm. or, like, trainings, licensing programs, and I was like, it just looks really interesting, and then I was, like, looked into it, and I was like, wow, like, this looks so cool, mm-hmm. and I eventually just felt really drawn to do that, and it was yeah. the same thing with, like, the yoga teacher training, yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to continue to do it, right? but I was like, I'm just going to do the training, and it feels good right now, and yeah. I feel like I'm in a place where I can so I did it, and I've started doing tattoos, yeah. and it's been so good. I do, like, I don't, like, do it. I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do fine line, smaller botanical flora fauna tattoos. I love that. So if someone wants to find you for oh, your tattoos, yeah. where would they find you? It's desertmoon.tattoo on Instagram. I don't have a website yet. Most okay. of my, just DM me. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That's good for all the things. It really is. It's been, there's some good things about social media. Yeah. So. For sure. Awesome. <laughs> there. And then if anybody wants, are you teaching yoga anywhere that people are, have access to you right now? Or are you in the works? So, I mean, if you are in a place, maybe you did have severe postpartum depression and mm-hmm. you are needing some kind of rehabilitation back into normalcy mm-hmm. i am working for hope recovery and healing it's okay. all online and i'm teaching the yoga and awesome. i believe it's an i might be mistaken it's brand new so we're still working things out yeah i think it's all a cart kind of style so okay. you pick what classes are good and there's therapists and it's all online so maybe if you're feeling not great about covid and a baby it's all online Awesome. You can get help that you need. And tons of professionals, yoga, movement, mind, body, spirituality. Perfect. It's great. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Sage. Yeah. (laughs)